0: Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Edward Knight.
1: And I'm Andrew Nicholl.
0: And today on the show, we're talking about creating real wealth from nominal growth. Now, This is all about inflation, and I've had so many questions from you guys on Instagram and on the text machine, all about inflation. And the question today comes from listener of the show, Girish, who says, I read somewhere on Reddit that mortgage is a hedge against inflation. Couldn't quite get the concept, so would it be a good podcast idea? Absolutely, Girish. So we're going to talk about how mortgages work with inflation, how the properties market is impacted by inflation. Because, of course, just recently we had the Reserve Bank come out and say, oh, largest amount of inflation we've had in a long time, 4.9%. Oh, enormous CPI inflation. So let's talk about this. But just before we do, Andrew, what is the difference between real And nominal growth, because this is a key concept when understanding changes in asset prices and how inflation impacts them.
1: So nominal growth is probably the one that we all kind of look at most of the time. So we'll look at a property value go from X to Y, and we don't factor in inflation in that. So I'll give you an example. So house price of $500,000 and then let's say capital growth of 2%. So the house is now worth $510,000 in nominal dollars. That, that's the new value. Real growth takes into account the inflation. So let's say again, $500,000 price, 2% capital growth, 2% inflation. Remember that the nominal price is five ten, dollars but the house price hasn't actually changed in real dollars, because you have to adjust back for inflation. So you have to take the inflation off your growth rate. So the house price, the real house price is actually still $500,000.
0: And now somebody might be thinking, well, if I only get nominal growth, is my wealth therefore not increasing? Do I need a capital growth rate higher than the rate of inflation in order for my wealth to increase? The answer is actually no. You might think that the real value of your house, if that stays the same, maybe I won't make any money. But that's not the case because your wealth isn't just tied to the house price; it's also tied to the delta, or the difference between your mortgage and the house price. So mortgages—you can say are delta right now, Reed. <laughs> By delta, I mean the difference—the difference between the mortgage and the house price. Now, mortgages are a hedge against inflation because your mortgage doesn't go up with inflation. Your interest rate certainly does, but the value of your mortgage stays the same, assuming an interest-only mortgage. Now, what that means is that if we see inflation in broad terms, if the price of everything's going up, then the real value of your mortgage is going down over time. So let's say that, you know, your house price is going up just by the rate of inflation. Well, because your mortgage is going down in real terms, then you're actually increasing your wealth, even if the real price the inflation adjusted price of your property doesn't actually increase. So let's say that everything goes up by three percent. Your income, your cornflakes, your cars, your house, but the mortgage value stays the same.
1: <laughs> what why are you laughing at Corn, that? Cornflakes is just I just love the example, just get weirder and weirder the longer <laughs> you stay in lockdown.
0: <laughs> I'm going crazy. But your value of your mortgage stays the same. So it's relatively cheaper because everything else got a bit more expensive. And I think that this is something that a lot of people think of it the other way. They think about their house going up, their mortgage staying the same. So there's some wealth created in here. Here we're talking about the real value of your house staying the same, but potentially that value of your mortgage going down in real terms. So it's just another way to think about it. But I think it's important to ask Andrew, you know, what is a hedge and how does this actually apply to mortgages as well?
1: Or hedge separates your house from the other house, Ed. But in this instance, we're talking about no, no good. Can you have some
0: kids already, please? Because you've got all (laughs) the dad jokes just ready to go, you know. And it would be much easier if it was some other younger eyes rolling than mine. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, not at your age, at 29. A hedge is a protection against an alternative position. So if ever you hear someone say hedge your bets or Tony Mounts, one of Tony Mounts' favourite lines is a horse in both races when he's telling you to split your mortgage in half and put some on one year and some on five years. Basically, it's just to protect yourself if the market doesn't go the way that you're hoping. So if you want to run that risk of the one-year rate, as we were talking the other day, maybe you have half of your mortgage on five years rates. And how it applies here is say you go and invest five hundred k in an investment property with no mortgage and you get 3% capital growth and 3% inflation. Well, they offset each other. And so your real wealth hasn't increased at all. It's still 500K in real terms, inflation adjusted terms. But let's say you buy a 500K investment property and you've got a 500K mortgage. So you've got no wealth in the property whatsoever because you've, you've borrowed 100%. Now, growth of 3%, inflation of 3%. The house goes up 3% in line with everything else. The real value of the property is still 500k, but the real value of the mortgage has gone down to just over 485,000. So you've actually made 15k in real wealth, despite the fact that the house price hasn't gone up in real value.
0: And I want to give you some more modeling around this because it was quite an interesting way to do it. So what I've got now is a bit more expensive house than what Andrew was just talking about. I've got a 650k house, buying it with a 650k mortgage, so 100% mortgage, and I'm using a 3% inflation rate. Now, this might be on the high side over the longer term, but let's just use it as an average to demonstrate the concept. So the real value of the house in this example is actually staying the same. Because it's going up at 3% a year. Inflation is 3% a year. So real value isn't increasing. But the nominal value is, of course. Of course, that's going up at 3% a year. Now, the real value of the mortgage is going down over time. That's because that money is worth less over time. But of course, in actual life, the nominal value is staying the same at 650 k So after 10 years, well... There is real wealth in that property of one hundred and sixty six k, even though the real price of the property didn't actually increase once you adjust for inflation. So you've potentially made one hundred and sixty six k of real wealth even though you didn't see a real increase in the value of your property. And look, I realize some people might be thinking, God my heads spinning because you know this is interesting we're thinking about <laughs> has' things Ed not just gone mad. Well, yeah, because we're talking about adjusting things for inflation. Oh, now now we're talking in real terms. Now we're talking in nominal terms. I get it. Now, here's the message, though. Here's the key message just to take away. You don't actually need an increase in capital growth, or you don't need the capital growth rate to be higher than the inflation rate in order to make money out of property. Similarly, you can have the real value, the inflation adjusted value of your property stay exactly the same and still make a hell of a lot of money in property. And similarly, mortgages are, as Girish, you said, and as the person on Reddit has said, mortgages are in some ways a hedge against inflation, because while, yes, inflation does increase our interest costs, it decreases the real value of that mortgage as well. So those are important things just to keep in mind. Now, one thing that's important to note as well is that in this episode, we've said, okay, 3% inflation, 3% capital growth. It is important to note that Inflation does not necessarily equal capital growth. Now, what I mean by that is if you line up and create, say, a scatter plot or a graph. Of all the years where we've had inflation and all the years worth of capital growth, we don't see them go up in a single line. So what I mean by that is 1% inflation does not necessarily equal 1% capital growth. And 2% inflation does not necessarily equal 2% worth of capital growth. In fact, when you model it out, there doesn't appear to be a direct correlation between consumer price inflation and capital growth at all. But the key thing we're trying to get across here is exactly what we're saying before, that you don't actually need a real increase in the value of your property in order to be able to make money.
1: So Ed, then if I ask you a question, so say you had a 2% inflation rate and a 5% capital growth rate, does that mean I'm getting better than a 3% real return?
0: Well, technically, you are getting a 3% real return in terms of the asset price, but you would get a better return in terms of the value of your mortgage going down. You see, when a lot of people calculate real returns like that, which is, hey, look, 5% capital growth rate or 5% return return, minus your inflation of 2% sweet, that's a 3% real return. But you've also got to think about the other side of the ledger, which is thinking about your liabilities. Because if your liabilities are going down by inflation, then of course you're going to be getting a higher return from that as well. Quote unquote, in real terms. Uh, Yeah,
1: This has been real interesting.
0: How many puns can you do? So one thing I want to do, actually I'm just going to pull up my spreadsheet to show you, Andrew, and I'll share my screen with you. But just to demonstrate that, hey... There doesn't appear to be any correlation between CPI inflation and high capital growth. So, for instance, we've had times where consumer price inflation has been, you know. 1.5% 1.5% plus or minus a, a small margin. And there have been times where we've had 4% capital growth. There are times when we've had 22% or 23% capital growth. So there is a real range and that doesn't appear to be a direct correlation between the two of them. So the th- reason I mentioned this is a lot of people have been messaging in as well and asking you about, well, are we going to see higher house price growth because we're seeing higher inflation? Look, not necessarily is the answer, There's possibly an argument that, hey, if you see a higher amount of income out there, because we all ask for higher wages, that that will eventually push the price of houses up, or at least the nominal value of houses up. I certainly think there's an argument for that. But on a one-for-one basis, we don't necessarily see that. And what I mean by that is... If we see a 5% increase in household income, do we see a 5% increase in house prices? No, the data has never been that black and white. Logically, it makes sense that higher incomes would eventually lead to higher house prices, but we don't see it immediately happening in the data when we graph out 2020, 5% increase in household income. What level of house price increase did we see? We don't see a correlation at that level. I've just blabbed on for a long time. Did that that even make sense, Andrew? uh,
1: That made sense. That made sense.
0: I sometimes get really worried that people tune out and think, God, he's rabbiting on now. Rabbiting on like rabbits. I
1: I always come in there at the last minute with a hilarious joke to keep them all interested.
0: (laughs) fantastic let's wrap it up there but please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the property academy podcast really does help us get the message out to more people and hey if you want to learn more about property with andrew and i check out our youtube channel because every wednesday 10 a.m what do we do we release a brand new video to teach you something new about property investment so how do you get to that tap or swipe over the cover art i'll drop a link into the show notes or just google opus partners youtube it'll come up and make sure you hit the subscribe button Listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight.
1: And no, I'm Andrew Nicholl. And
0: we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.